Oh yeah, everybody, what's going on out there? Welcome to the latest installment of the Man Cave Huddle. I'm your host, Greg, where we like to talk about lifestyle, sports, and entertainment. But for today's episode, I think we're just going to stick to sports breaking news, everybody. Former All-Pro running back of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Former, quote-unquote, number one running back, best running back in the league. Former running back of the New York Jets, Le'Veon Bell has agreed to a one-year deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I know at times you sit there and say to yourself, the rich get richer. Well, in this case, this is the rich just got disrespectful. I mean, you have Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Pat Mahomes. You got a running back, Hilaire. And now you're going to add Le'Veon Bell? I mean, come on. I know a lot of people out there saying, look at what he did in New, in, uh, New York. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. Some people are like, well, why don't you look at what was around him? To me, when I look at the style of play that Le'Veon brings, first of all, what kind of defense are you going to run when he lines up in the backfield? Because he's the type of running back where he can split out and catch patterns like a wide receiver and all of a sudden turn uh, three wide, 11 personnel three wide receiver formation all of a sudden into a four wide receiver formation all of a sudden it's an empty look I mean I don't know how you play this guy now if you're getting Le'Veon Bell that was from the Pittsburgh Steelers who had that real dead leg style of running where he would be patient 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 and then as soon as the hole opened up boom he would pop a run for like 8 10 maybe 20 yards maybe even a 50 yard touchdown are they getting that Le'Veon Bell from the Steelers where he could catch passes out of the backfield, line them up, do whatever that you want. You could run some, whatever type of formation. And when you're looking at what Kansas City's running, they have all type of crazy formations, guys running around everywhere. If they get that guy, man, look. But if they get that guy from the Jets where he was happy to be paid, really wasn't that productive. But you can't really say the effort wasn't there. Because when he got the ball in his hands and he was the only guy that was moving out the ball down the field, he was that dude. But there just wasn't a good offensive line and good weapons around him. I think that's what he needs. Because when you make him, he's not the type of back where you just put him in any type of situation on any team, especially being a running back, and get busy. Look at Saquon Barkley. This guy looks like he could easily rush for 2,000 yards if he had a good offensive line, but he's barely scraping 1,000 with the Giants. And I'm a Giants fan saying that to you. So if he goes to the Chiefs, and I'm not saying that they have an all-world or even a great offensive line, but the way you have to defend the Patriots with all those weapons, now you add the threat of a legit run attack how do you protect against the pass and at the same at the same damn time protect against the run? Mm. I know a lot of defensive coordinators that are going to be playing the Chiefs. You know when they talk about staying up late that Saturday night? I think they might not be going to sleep tonight. It's a great move. Andy Reid, the one thing that I, I, I love about Andy Reid is when you are in his offense, whatever you do really well, he puts you in a position to do that. Tyreek Hill, 
He's a burner, a speedster. What do you do? You get him on reverses, those jet sweeps, and he finds matchups where they can find him down the field deep. Travis Kelsey, he's the type of guy where he's a big receiving tight end. He can catch the ball on the outside and then middle of the field, and that's where he gets busy. Pat Mahomes, I mean, what can't he throw? He could throw it short, medium, deep, boundary, accuracy, rocket arm. He could throw on the run. I mean, he's just right now the ultimate weapon at QB. Mm. Man, I'm telling you, you telling me. Now, I wanted to wait to talk about this other story because I wanted some of the um, energy to go down because I didn't want it to seem as though I was trying to be a bad guy. And I'm talking about the injury that uh, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, suffered when he suffered a dislocation and fracture of his ankle against the New York Giants. It was a, a tragic, horrific injury. It was one of those where it was nobody's fault. It's just part of doing business when you're playing in such a violent sport like the NFL. And what made me real sad is that he took a gamble on himself, and I'm talking about Dak, where he could have signed a deal with the Cowboys, but he felt his value was so much higher than the money that the Cowboys were offering. And, you know, when you speak to people that are highly successful, they say, know your worth. And when you know your worth, you go out there and you get what you're worth. And Dak Prescott gambled on himself. He signed a one-year tender for $31 million. Now, I know you're sitting there saying, $31 million? Yeah, but look. For everybody out there, you know 31 million ain't 31 million. After taxes, what is that? Like maybe 15, 16 million, 17 million. Then you got to pay the agent. Then you got bills to pay too. And I understand his lifestyle is that different of ours, but still, when you're playing a sport where you could fracture your ankle and dislocate it at the same time, come on. So he took a bet on himself and. He lost the bet because now that he's injured, unfortunately, what's going to happen is when he heals up, and he's a talented quarterback. He's a very talented quarterback. When he heals up, that money that he thought he was going to get, I don't know if he could get that amount because now he's damaged goods. Because it's one thing to say like Pat Mahomes where he hasn't been injured, he's so young, he's so talented, and he won the Super Bowl. But now you look at Dak Prescott, been in the league a couple years, injury like that, is he injury prone? How's he going to come back? I don't think he's going to get the money that he wanted, but I do think he's going to get a healthy deal. But now, do you sit there and say, do, do I want to play for the Cowboys who made me play for pay? And after I got hurt, you know they're not going to... They might give him a little bit more than before, but does he feel like disrespected because you guys knew what I was worth and you made me go out there and play anyway? Or does he sign with another team? There are plenty of teams out there that can use the services of a Dak Prescott. When you look at the Atlanta Falcons, they fired the head coach, the GM. What if they want to go in a different direction with their quarterback and get a new GM, a new head coach, and say, I want to start fresh with a Dak Prescott? Or what about the San Francisco 49ers? It is such a fickle league. I mean, last year, they were beating down everybody. Jimmy G was everybody's dude. They locked him up, signed him up. Now, look, 49ers suffered some injuries to some key star players on that defense and that offense. 
And that has changed the trajectory of their season. But still, now they're talking about maybe we should trade Jimmy G and he's not who we thought he was and he was a one-year anomaly. And maybe what if you got Dak Prescott out there in San Francisco? Because you could run those play-action naked bootlegs with him because they would be a lot more effective. What about all these other teams out there that could use a quarterback? We're talking about Trevor Lawrence. We're talking about Justin Fields. We're talking about the quarterback from North Dakota State. But now there's some other quarterbacks now that might be on the market. It's going to be very, very interesting. But it's just sad where when you are such a fan of a sport and you expect so much passion from the players and you get mad when they sit there and say, why do they want so much money? Because their earning potential is so short. And how much money they can get is even shorter. That when they can get as much money as they can get, they want to get a little bit more. And I'm just sad for my brother Dak because I think he's a really good quarterback. He comes across as a really good guy. And somebody that is a good leader a leader of men in that locker room where he's a quarterback where you'd sit in there and think to yourself, if you're on the offensive line or a skill position player, you know what? I want to give 2,000% for this dude because I like him and I know if he gives 100%, I'm giving 100%. But that's, you know, what I got for you. Just thoughts from the head of your boy coming from the man cave huddle. But you know how we do. Let me give you a little positive energy. Let me give you some love. Because I know right about now, some people out there, that's that's something that we all need suffering from this virus. Some people literally, some people figuratively, or your life has been changed due to the virus. But here's, here's a little bit of positive energy. Don't trust someone's words if their actions don't align. Their words will tell you what they want you to think, but their actions will tell you what they actually think. Don't trust someone's words if their actions don't align their words will tell you what they want you to think but their actions will tell you what they actually think thank you for listening bye-bye everybody